ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकाया I'll just briefly explain this song. Paramakarana Pahundvijana Nitai Gora Chandra Sabha Avata Sara Shiromani Kevala Ananda Kanda. This is a song by Lochandash Thakur, who was coming just after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He wrote a book called Chaitanya Mangal. Describing the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in this song he says that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, who are present here, they are the most merciful incarnations. There are so many incarnations. Rama, Nrsimha, Varaha, Kurma, and the Avatari, the source of all incarnations, Krishna. But of all, all the incarnations, why do they come to this world? To show their mercy. Otherwise they have no need to come to this world. Krishna is happy in the spiritual world. But the, all the incarnations come to uplift us, to save us. But the most merciful of all is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is accompanied by his brother Nityananda Balaram. Because they have given this process of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, which is simply joyful. There's no severe austerities required or even recommended. You don't have to be born in a Brahmin family or even in a Hindu family to take part in this. You don't have to have any qualification. In fact, the best qualification for getting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is to be very wretched by material estimation. Dinere adhik doya kore bhagavan pandit kulin dhani boro abhima This verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that Bhagavan, he is most merciful to those who are very Wretched, those who are considered very wretched, because those who are from very high class families, those who are very great scholars of Sanskrit, and those who are very wealthy, they also, te- along with their very, very, verys, they tend to be very proud. So that is not a good qualification for getting the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He simply wants us to chant Hare Krishna, and with what spirit? Trinada pisuni chena, tarora pisahishnana, amanina, manadena, kirtaniya sadai. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught, just chant Hare Krishna. What is the qualification? The only qualification is to stop thinking we have any qualification. I don't know about here, probably not here, but in India, when someone meets you, they will ask, What is your qualification? What is your educational qualification? And they will judge you. Previously, it used to be more the caste system. You see. Now it's like the instead of seeing who's best according to caste, now they see how materially qualified you are. So unless you have at least a master's degree, then you're not very high class, not in my category. You should be well qualified. But according to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the qualification to get Krishna Prem or love of Krishna 
is to consider that I am completely useless, which actually we are. Otherwise, what are we doing in this material world? We are very proud I have MSc, PhD, or whatever it may be. But this is simply uh, a decoration of our ignorance, that's all. This is to certify that we are not only ignorant, but highly ignorant. We are more qualified in ignorance than others. <laughs> Other people, they may not have so much intricate knowledge of this material world as we do. So we are more in illusion. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he simply wants that we become, can become humble. Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very merciful and even if we are very highly qualified or very rich or very, in this way, very much entangled in the material world, even then he'll accept us if we simply submit to him. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends chant always Hare Krishna in a humble state of mind being very tolerant because in this material world there are so many disturbances and especially in this Kali Yoga everything is a disturbance. In fact, they've made disturbance a way of life and they consider that unless your mind is constantly agitated that you're not a proper human being that you should always, you should always be watching something on TV or talking something in your cell phone or... or uh, listening to some music or chewing some chewing gum or smoking a cigarette. Always they want to keep the senses, always constantly bombarded. Always the mind should be agitated in one way or another. So many advertisements everywhere. Buy this, buy that, go here, go there, do this, do that. Every advertisement, this fundamental thing is give your money to me. But in various ways they're agitating that you will benefit. You will get pleasure. So in this way, our senses are constantly agitated and we think that the purpose of life is simply to agitate our senses more and more. But this simply creates disturbance. Everyone is disturbing everybody else. Everyone is thinking, I should enjoy more than others. And everyone is a competitor with everyone else. And so therefore, there is uh, everyone is because everyone is trying to exploit everyone else then, although we have some codes of moral behavior, basically everyone is envious of everyone else and everyone is nasty to everyone else. So it's a very disturbing age. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, be more tolerant than a tree. Consider oneself lower than a blade of grass and be more tolerant than a tree. The example is given of a tree because a tree tolerates heat, cold, rain, People come and carve things on it. I love so-and-so, whatever it may be. And they, they chop the wood. And even though the tree gives shelter and fruit, no appreciation. So, But a tree is very tolerant. A tree doesn't complain. Of course, a tree doesn't have facility to complain. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends we should be like that. Tarora Pisishna. Amanina manadena. Always ready to give respect to others and not expecting that others will respect us and chant Hare Krishna always. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's name. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, they are very merciful. They have given this very easy path. It's easy if we are honest and sincere, but if we're not, it's very difficult. We'll find some people, you'll, some yogis, they can stand on one leg for days on end 
or they'll hold their hand in the air for years up until it all withers away. What the purpose of that is, I don't exactly know, but some of them do it. They can come out at Kumbh Mela every 12 years and then people will take photos. I guess they get some kick out of that. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I don't know what spiritual value there is in that. But uh, they can do, they can perform austerities like that. But actually, it's more difficult to really be humble and really be tolerant. It's easier to do all these austerities, but to give up our false egoism, that is very difficult. That even if yogis, they can meditate, even we know in previous ages they used to meditate sometimes for 10,000 years, 50,000 years, 60,000 years, very following very strict austerities. But then what often happened is they'd follow austerities for so many years and then they'd suddenly get angry and curse someone and then all the result of their austerity would be finished. That means that even though they controlled their senses, they didn't control their mind. They were still full of ego. So that when someone came and insulted them or whatever, they immediately became angry. That means that they were performing austerities but just building up their ego more and more. I'm a great yogi. So actually they make no spiritual advancement because real spiritual advancement means to understand that I am the servant of Krishna. I'm simply the... Devotees should think I'm simply the insignificant servant of Krishna. So real spiritual advancement has got nothing to do with the performing many austerities or or even learning the Vedas. In itself, that is not the purpose of life. One can learn the Vedas, but if you can chant many mantras, but if we don't understand, that Krishna is the goal of all the Vedas, and we can recite all the Vedas. There are some gurus in India who still, uh, they, they can tell their disciples, recite Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 18, they'll recite it. And then they tell them, recite it. All the shlokas again this time, backwards. The last shloka first and they'll do it. But they don't understand one syllable of Bhagavad Gita because they haven't accepted Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we have to know what is the essence. The essence is, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given very simply, Bhaja Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Koro Krishna, Shiksha. Everything centered on Krishna. Chant the names of Krishna, worship Krishna, study Bhagavad Gita as it is to understand who is Krishna, who are we? We are His servants. He is the Supreme Lord. Supreme, blissful personality of God. All attractive. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching this with Nityananda. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. But how to be happy? Not by eating Halal or non-halal or <laughs> kebabs. This is, driving here, we see all the way This is uh, East London, and now they abolished West Pakistan, but this is West Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no happiness either. Chicken tiki or whatever it may be. <laughs> Happiness, chant Hare Krishna and be happy means chant Hare Krishna and surrender to Krishna. 
भाजा भाजा भाई चैतन्य नेताई सुदूरा विशास करे इस नौचंदा स्थाकोर सेन वर्शिप चैतन्य महाप्रभु नित्यानंद वादेस प्रोसेस with great faith great faith means to understand this is krishna jigo shri krishna bhajanishta kare krishna firm faith that this chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna and firm faith means that we don't go to the hari krishna satsang on friday and the sai baba satsang on saturday and the ganesh satsang on sunday that's not firm faith firm faith means to know Savadhaman Parityajya Mamekam Sharanam Bhaja. This is Bhagavad Gita to accept. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There is no comparison. There is no competition. So it's not that we chant Hare Krishna and then another then you chant anything. Or we think, well any name is as good as any other. No. We have to chant Hare Krishna. Not some imagined kirtan. And then there is just some little condition that Bishwaya uh, Charya if we actually want to get the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then we have to give up sense gratification that doesn't mean again it doesn't mean we have to go and meditate in a cave like the yogis but it means we have to give up the idea that I am the enjoyer of this material world and understand that even though Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's process is to chant Hare Krishna and be happy Again, it's not that sense gratification happiness. But the happiness comes from surrendering to Krishna. So there are some basic principles to be followed. No meat eating, no gambling, no illicit sex, no intoxication. No gross sinful life. And give up the idea that I should enjoy this material world and just live in this world as the servant of Krishna. Then if we live with this Consciousness, let me be the servant of Krishna, Vishayacharya, Shirashemajit. Then, instead of being absorbed in the jararas, the, the endeavor to enjoy this material world, then we can become absorbed in the premaras, or the bliss of loving Krishna. And then, automatically, Mukhe Bolo Hari Hari. Now we're asking people, please chant Hare Krishna. And some might. A great endeavor as if it's a very difficult thing just open their mouths and they find it very difficult they may be reluctant to chant but when one is absorbed in love of Krishna when he's crossed over the platform of trying to enjoy this material world then automatically the names of Krishna will flow from the mouth so this, we're, now we're practicing, we're chanting Hare Krishna. But our real aim is to chant constantly, just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, constantly, constantly chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So Lochandas continues, Dekho are bhai, tribhuva nene, Just see, my dear brothers, in the whole universe, there is no such merciful incarnation as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Pashu Paki Even the animals and birds, they cry tears of ecstasy. And Pashana Vidure, even stone melts by hearing the 
glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was going through the forest, Jarikan, he was walking from Puri to Vrindavan, going through the forest. So, he was always used to going in Puri, he used to go on Harinam Kirtan every day with all his devotees. But in the jungle, he did it. There were no other people, so he was doing it with the tigers and the elephants and the lions and the deer, and they all joined in the kitchen. Why not? They're, they're all spirit souls, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So they should join in kirtan. His mercy extended to them also. And even the stone melts. There are several places where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's his footprints or his whole body impression is that just the stone, because of his ecstasy, then the stone melted his ecstasy of love. So, Lochandash Thakur says, Songshare Moji Arohili Pariya Shepani She's considering that I myself, I'm absorbed in material sense gratification. Therefore, I have no taste for the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Apana Karama Bhunjaya Shamana Kahaya Lakshmanadas. Taking a very humble position, he thinks I am simply fallen, absorbed in this material life due to my previous sinful activities. So this is a very beautiful song and there are many beautiful songs praising Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who praised Krishna. He is Krishna come in the form of his devotee come to find out how nice it is to be a devotee. Maybe you've seen the picture of baby Krishna on a leaf. Have you seen that picture? He has his toe in his mouth. He's sucking his toe because he's thinking that all my devotees, they're very anxious to get the nectar from my lotus feet. It must be pretty good. Let's find out what it's like. <laughs> so sometimes he sucks his toe and sometimes to continuously experience that ecstasy, he comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he finds it is so sweet and relishable that he simply wants to distribute it everywhere by this process. Yuga Dharma, the, the uh, religious system for this age, which is chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Krite Yadhayato Vishnu, Tretayo Yajato Makhai, Dwapare Paricharya Yankalotad Hare Kirtana. Whatever result could have been attained in the Satya Yoga by performing severe austerities and meditation, whatever result could have been attained in the Treta Yoga by performing very elaborate sacrifices, whatever result could have been obtained in the Dwarpa Yoga by worshipping the deity in a very elaborate manner, that and much more is very easily achieved in this Kali Yoga by chanting the holy names of Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to propagate this by the simple method of going out um, with Nityananda Prabhu and all his devotees, going out into the streets and the towns and the villages and chanting the holy names of Krishna. This is the method of self-realization in this age, to chant the holy names by chanting on beads, and chanting 
with, with devotees, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to do that also. He would come inside a, a hall like this or a, a courtyard and chant with his devotees. And also to go out in public and chant so that others can hear. Because anyone who hears even the devotees chanting Hare Krishna, they get such benefit that they would not, they have no possibility to get even in millions and millions of lifetimes. We are all wandering in this material world, forgetting Krishna. Somehow or other, if we come in contact with Krishna, then our auspicious life can begin. We can begin to become purified. We can begin to make progress towards Krishna. But people don't know this. They are committing sinful activities. See, they are taking halal food. But halal means that's all they are thinking. This is very good. This is religious. But actually it's very sinful. They are thinking it's religious. But uh, anyway, meat is meat. Whether you drain the blood out for... Actually that's even more sinful. Because you give, you give more pain to the animal. So uh, they don't know. They think... They think this is religious, but actually they're becoming implicated in so many sinful activities. But if they hear the name of Krishna even once, then even if they don't like to hear, they get benefited. That's why we, we go out in the streets and towns and we chant, then people, even if they don't like to hear, sometimes people run away with their hands covering their ears, but it's too late, they already heard. <laughs> But actually we're seeing many people, isn't it, when we were going now, so many people were popping their horns and opening their windows and waving and even one old Bangladeshi chacha, I saw he was dancing a little bit. <laughs> so they like it. There's so much appreciation. And you don't usually get that on a Friday night in, where are we, Upton Park? It's just, what is there to do here? You simply go out in the street, drink something, maybe punch someone in the face. <laughs> What is there to do? Watch TV. It's, this is something wonderful. They're appreciating. They don't know how wonderful it is. We don't know how wonderful it is. We're not, we're not appreciating how wonderful it is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so merciful. He's given us this process. Prabhupada is so merciful. How Prabhupada spread this movement all over the world. Such a high philosophy. Prabhupada wrote his books, first of all. He wrote his books. He was sitting in Vrindavan writing his books. Very high philosophy. Srimad Bhagavatam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva. Janmadya Sayyatam Vyad Itaratas Chaitaish. Chartesvabhinyasvarat. Even the first line of Bhagavatam. That is such high philosophy that it's. Even there are some. This place is called. You're called this Jamin. I thought it was Jaimin. So Jaimin is one of the. Uh, one of the so called Vedic scholars. So very great philosophical system but they don't know anything about this this that the abs, the source of everything the maintainer of everything and ultimately everything is destroyed by everything that is Krishna he is uh, directly and indirectly conscious of everything he is supremely independent any one of the words of Bhagavatam that can be analyzed for thousands of years but mostly even the great scholars, they can't understand this Prabhupada wrote, this Bhagavatam. He was writing the books. Then he came to America. But how did he start this movement? By chanting Hare Krishna. The two things are not different. Studying Bhagavatam 
and chanting Hare Krishna. They all go together. Bhaja Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Karo Krishna, Shiksha. Chanting Hare Krishna and studying the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. They go together. But for most people, everything should begin by hearing and chanting the names of Krishna. For most people, if, if we were to stand out on the street there and, and say, Hello everybody, Yaton Vayad, now we're going to explain now what is the nature of the absolute truth. And we have trouble trying to understand it ourselves. And then the people, how are they going to understand? What interest are they going to take? Of course, we give the book so they can sit down and read that. But immediately they can hear the names of Krishna and relate to that in some way. They don't know what it is. They don't have any idea who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What is the benefit of hearing the names? But they think there's something very nice and they're appreciating. And just by that appreciation, what tremendous spiritual advancement they get. Even though they don't know why they're appreciating. They say, who knows what they're thinking. They're thinking it's something nice and joyful and religious maybe. They must know it's religious. Anyway, they think, anyway, they think it's something nice. So they're the, and they're showing, waving, hopping their horn, whatever. So then Krishna sees, oh, they're appreciating my name because Krishna is all attractive and is the meaning of Krishna. So Krishna is attractive to himself also. He also likes his own name. That's why when we chant his names, he becomes very pleased. And if others even appreciate those who are chanting Hare Krishna, then he becomes very pleased with them. So they get tremendous benefit by hearing the holy names of Krishna. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's process. Go out, chant Hare Krishna. And it may be, before we went out, there was some fear that people may complain. Maybe some people will complain. They did when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was doing. He started, he is the Sankirtan Pravartak Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Sankirtan Jagya Jaibhaja Shedhan. The inaugurator of the Sankirtan movement is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And anyone who worships him by this process of Sankirtan is very fortunate. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu inaugurated this Sankirtan movement by chanting Hare Krishna in Navadvip, which at that time it was under the Muslim rule. So actually the Muslims weren't complaining, but some of the Hindus were complaining that this is spoiling the Hindu religion. Why are they chanting publicly? This mantra is you're supposed to chant privately. You don't go, you don't go out everywhere chanting and singing. This is spoiling. So they they complained to the kazi, to the the uh, administrator of Navadri, that you should punish this Nimai pandit. He's spoiling the Hindu religion. So there was some complaint. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his response was to organize the biggest Sankirtan ever and bring it to the house of the cousin who ran away and thought, now they're going to beat me up. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, no, no. We, we didn't come. We just came to ask you, why are you stopping this Sankirtan? You allow it to go. So he allowed it to go on. So like that, in the beginning, people may complain. Yesterday we were discussing how 
Yesterday we had a little meeting at Soho Street Temple and there were uh, three of us which from the who were here in London in the 70s. So we were saying in how we used to go on chanting in the streets in Oxford Street but in those days they used to have black Mariahs. Have you ever heard of that? They're, now they're white Mariahs. It means they're policemen. And they used to come around and no windows and just throw us all in for chanting, for the great crime of chanting Hare Krishna. So that was normal. Sometimes even before we started, they'd throw us all in. <laughs> there used to be all uh, scenes of devotees running with the police running after them. And all this Still chanting. Then in the police station, chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> One of the... Uh, one of the sergeants, he used to like it, actually. He'd have us all arrested and say, Come on, sing. <laughs> so, like that. There may be some fear. Some people may complain. They may not like it. But Now, if we go on Oxford Street, then the, you don't get arrested. Or just the chanting goes on. And some people may not like it, but anyway, it goes on. And mostly people like it. But that's not our criteria, whether people like it or not. They need it, whether they like it or not. So, even if people complain, unless we go out and do it, then they're not going to get purified. Now people are more purified. The police in London are more purified because they don't arrest us. They also... Uh, actually, if someone tried to harass us, they might arrest them. Someone was telling me recently in Germany that in the, uh, we used to get arrested here. There's nothing compared to what used to happen in Germany in the 1970s. And they were really harassing the devotees like anything. And there's a lot of propaganda in the newspapers every day that the, these Hare Krishna people, they are murderers and all kinds of things. Really, I mean, very, very bad publicity. So devotees, people, people used to spit on them and beat them regularly. But still they're going out and distributing books. So recently what happened in Germany, now they don't arrest them anymore. They just got it. So one new policeman in Berlin, I think it was in Berlin, he arrested a devotee who was distributing books. And then he took him back to the police station. I don't know what they call it in Germany. And then the, the, his boss, who was probably arresting us back in the 1970s, uh, he chastised that policeman like anything. He said, what are you doing? What are you doing arresting them? And he, as a punishment, he told him in his own spare time and at his own expense to photocopy the rule from the, what's it called, the German parliament, the Bundes something or other, from the German parliament that, that devotees are allowed to sell their books. He had to photocopy at his own expense and in his own time go to every police station in Berlin. You can imagine how many there are. And, and paste it up so that no one would arrest our devotees anymore. So, in the beginning there may be some harassment. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was harassed. Devotees all over the world were harassed. But now it's at a point where, wherever we go, actually people are appreciating. And even if they complain a little bit here, let them complain. Because unless you go through that stage, then you won't come to the stage where they get more purified and they appreciate it. But actually what I've seen here, they're, they're very appreciative. You should do this more often. Take advantage. People, uh, they like to have parties. Have a party. 
go out in the streets and have a party, invite everyone to join in chanting Hare Krishna. Bring this to others. Let people hear the names of Krishna. Maybe you could do this each week, maybe before you're having a little meeting here. Just go out and chant regularly. Anyway, please make this part of your program because this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's program. That we have to practice Krishna consciousness uh, ourselves in our homes and together have meetings, discuss this philosophy. But also we have to go out among the people. And I think actually even though West London has had lots of Harinam Kirtan, not much in East London, hardly, very little. So it's your duty as devotees of Krishna residing in East London to spread the Sankirtan movement here. Chant Hare Krishna. Let people hear. That is my request to you all. Take this up. Let people hear the names of Krishna and be purified. So Hare Krishna. We're running a little late it seems due to a late start. So any questions about this? No question. <laughs> it's very straightforward. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's process is very simple. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Um, Marsha, earlier on in the lecture, you were talking about the accepting um, Sri Krishna as a supreme personality of Godhead. I just wanted to know, um, um, Sri Prabhupada writes about this a lot in Bhagavad Gita. And um, in my time in Krishna consciousness, I understood that sometimes you can be in illusion that you are a devotee. And in the same way, can you be in illusion that you have accepted Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead? Well, what's the difference between being a devotee and accepting Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead? No, sometimes you can be like in illusion that you have accepted, but in your heart. There may be, yeah, we, we may be thinking that I'm convinced, but there may be so many uh, doubts. Actually, no, I mean, the, the beginning stage of being a devotee is simply to accept that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, unless we are cultivating the wrong idea that all the gods are the same. At least if we're philosophically convinced that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then uh, it's not some kind of... It's not like some philosophers say that everything is in imagination. If we accept, we accept. I accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I may be a, a rogue, a fool, a rascal, but this much faith I have. That Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. If we think I am a devotee, that is also actually we we don't think that I am a devotee. We should think I'm trying to be a devotee. If we say I am a devotee, that means we are ascribing to ourselves a, a level of perfect of perfection that I, I'm devoted to Krishna. But we can think that I'm simply trying to serve the Vaishnavas and get their mercy so that someday I can also be a devotee. We should think like this. Just like this song I was singing that Lochandash uh, Thakur, such a great devotee, he's glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so wonderfully. 
but he's thinking, I'm not a devotee. I don't have any taste for Krishna consciousness. So we shouldn't think, I'm a devotee. Someone was telling me that one, one devotee had asked another very senior devotee that, will I ever get Krishna praying? And he replied, yes, but you won't ever know it. Because if we think I have praying, then we don't actually have it. But one who's actually fully advanced in Krishna consciousness, he thinks, I have no love for Krishna. Even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying, that I have no love for Krishna. If I actually had love for Krishna, then how could I sustain my life? How could I remain in this body? So that's a mystery of bhakti, that one who's actually devotee doesn't think I'm a devotee. Mm. What is wrong with that? Well, it's not the worst thing you could do. It's worse than that is not to chant at all. It's better to chant. But keeping the, the because the beads are sacred, we should keep them in the bead bag. Keep them covered and clean. There is a statement in Shastra that jap which is performed on beads which are not covered, then all the effects of that are taken away by yeah, I can't remember exactly, ghosts and different beings. But that doesn't refer to Hare Krishna. That statement is actually there in Hari Bhakti Vilas, which is a book of Vaishnav directions. But the uh, transcendental effect of chanting Hare Krishna is not, that can't be taken away by, it's not a material sound. But uh, that general direction is there, that uh, beads are sacred, so we should keep them clean and protected. Keep them in a big bag. But like I say, it's not the worst thing. The best thing is that we chant The worst thing is if we don't chant Hare Krishna. But if we're doing, there are many rules and regulations also. They were, they were telling me that you went to Sweden and you had Vidya Purna Maharaj was telling so many points of Vaishnav culture. So actually there are many, many points of Vaishnav culture to learn which help us to advance in Krishna consciousness. So these are some of the points. Keep the beads covered. And then so many things. Sometimes we see devotees that are walking around holding the beads on their backside, so you're not supposed to do that. And uh, wash your hands after you eat. Don't put your hands in your bead bag. Even if you even if you eat with a spoon. Like and there are many points. Many, many points. This is called sadhacha. Details. In the beginning we don't try to teach so many different details. But then after some time it's good to learn them also. So, we'll finish there with more kirtan. And then... Uh